Welcome to Brothers King Talk. My name is Samuel. And my name is JP. And we are taking our time machine back to 1981 today. So uh, for those of you who are not familiar with this show, we go and we are looking through the pop music through the decades. And today we have landed on Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes, the number one hit of the year 1981. But before we get into that, I always like to provide everyone with a nice fun fact about that year. And uh, Samuel, you know this, I am a huge, huge, huge video game junkie, uh, particularly partial to Nintendo. So July 9th, 1981, this is when Nintendo would release the Donkey Kong game to arcades throughout Japan. The very first of a very long list of games that would come out throughout the decades to come. So, 1981, huge year for Nintendo. Indeed. Um, yeah, everyone knows Donkey Kong, the introduction of uh, Mario, or Jumperman as he was known. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, so so much iconic. I just uh, I actually just bought a Switch this a few months ago. Yeah. And I've been binging through the classic Nintendo games. So much fun. Oh, so good. So good. And, you know, I, I have tried, I've been trying really hard with these fun facts to uh, pick out the most iconic thing. And, you know, it's starting to get to the point where there's multiple iconic things that I could talk about. And it's making it very hard to pick uh, the most interesting fact. But, you know, I had to, I had to go with this one. Fair enough. Well, um, let's talk about, speaking of interesting things, this song, uh, Betty Davis Eyes. Now, I'll point out my first fun thing about this song, um, because I have no relationship with this song. I never heard it before. Nothing. I, I don't know anything about it. Um, but I did some research, and did you listen to the original version of this song? Uh, after... I had listened to the version that we are by Kim Carnes that we're talking about today. I had, and I gotta say I like it more, but <laughs> oh, I, I really well, do. We'll get into that. Um, I was not a huge fan of the original. So this song was composed by Donna Weiss and Jackie DeShinen. And the original version is like a big band slash honky tonk version, which I didn't know was a genre that existed. But it existed. Of course. Um, released in 1974 by Jackie DeShannon. And um, then uh, Betty or Kim Carnes uh, gets a hold of it years later and they completely transform this song. So um, I'll give kind of my uh, fun, interesting things behind the scenes on this song. But tell me your first thoughts here, JP. Sure. Yeah. You know, this this track was kind of an anomaly for me. You know, at first with the very new age intro, this really drew me in and I really enjoyed what I was listening to. But after listening to the song and actually investing myself into the song, I found that it just went on for so long and it really wasn't my cup of tea. And, you know, I think that the music would be 
probably the best place to start because, you know, we talked about that new age rhythm and the drums that they really draw you in. But for me, there was just almost no variety. You know, having one key is, is fine. It's, it's perfectly natural, but play around within that key that you're actually in this track just really kind of bored me beyond belief. You know, couple that with the vocals, which I can personally only describe as a female Rod Stewart, uh, and everyone has probably that heard was my, my exact thought actually, but I love it's Rod Stewart's just, voice. So yeah, I mean, it was it was just a female Rod Stewart. I heard that and I was like, this is this is the exact same voice. You know, it's just not something I personally enjoy listening to. For how great the song begins, you know, my foot's tapping. Uh, the song just goes on for just too long, and there's not a whole lot that keeps me interested. Okay, fair enough. Um, so the first thing I notice and appreciate um, is the very 80s, but still alternative slash awesome sounding Prophet 5 synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Um, that that Prophet Five synthesizer was very popular. We'll actually see it pop up in the, at least the next song we're going to talk about next week. Um, but I feel like it sets the mood for a very somber song, um, and I feel like the song builds on what Blondie did the year before with that kind of alternative rock new wave sound. Yeah, I can hear that. Um, I really like the nice bass line that carries the song. I mean, it's complemented by a, a gentle guitar, um, making for a nice mid-tempo. And this is probably just my trashy emo heart coming out, but a nice angsty sounding track. Yeah, right. Um, and I just, that that uh, hits me really nicely. And I, I really, um, I also like that hand clap sense that I get like near the end of the video they get going that just makes me smile i love it um so i feel like it's worth noting if you watch the music video with the the synths part it's all these people dressed up like pirates slapping each other and it's very confusing you know i i did watch the music video but i i i was so distracted by everything that was happening i couldn't listen to the song <laughs> it was it was hilarious i could not focus i had to watch a lyric video instead yeah everyone's dressed like pirates for reasons (laughs) you know it well so i like to think of so this is actually something i did notice um there's only a handful of you know music videos but i feel like we're now getting to the 80s where uh the music videos are are made to tell a story more so than just be the artists performing, which I think is very interesting. You know, the comparison, the really only other times we've seen this would be when they're paired with like movies. But now I feel like music is becoming almost a movie in itself. Well, yeah, we're getting into the age of MTV, right? Right. Um, I don't th- I don't know if we've quite arrived at MTV yet, but we're getting just up to the precipice of that. We're almost there. Um, so it's, it's only a matter of time until we start expanding out. We're only three, three year, two or three years away from Michael Jackson's thriller, which mm. changed the whole entire game. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's kind of interesting that you referenced earlier because, you know, if you watch, if you go back and watch that music video, it's like, I think it's like it's like eight minutes, maybe ten. Oh, I, I can't even remember. It might be even up to 13 minutes long. It's like a small short movie, which is something that you don't really see, at least nowadays, very often. And I think it really kind of catches people off guard that there's this full story that's happening within a song. And it's told in such a way where we're actually able to follow along. Yeah. Um, man, I was a sucker for music videos when I was a teenager. Um, I just, I didn't care what they were doing in the music video. Just the fact that something was happening synchronized with the music just entranced me. I didn't right. even know what to call them when I was young, but I thought they were so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, a good call out that we're, we're talking about story and we're talking about mu- the music video because, you know, the lyrics are really something to focus on here, in my view, anyway. I felt like these... So upon my first few listens, I didn't really care for the lyrics. I, I, I just... They weren't for me. It was just kind of like, ah, I don't really get them. They're not really for me. You know, it's just weird. But after taking some time to actually sit down, read through them, and understand them, man, the song makes way more sense. The lyrics you know, are painting this picture of a cold, uh, or rather, excuse me, uh, painting a picture of a woman that seems elegant and beautiful and very collected on the surface, but underneath she is cold, calculated, and manipulative. And I initially heard these lyrics and thought, well, maybe this song is directed at one person, and I'm just not that person, so I, I don't get it. But after looking deeper, I really do feel like this song is meant to apply uh, to people that fit this description. Although, personally, I don't think that I know anyone that fits the description, which would kind of make sense as to why I felt so disconnected with the track. Okay, and I agree. On the surface level, the lyrics do work on that level. Um, However, with that said, I feel like these lyrics actually have an even deeper meaning than all that. So, um, do tell. Okay. So, um, it's worth noting that this song references the Hollywood actress Betty Davis. Um, and it's really kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. She was 73 when this song was released, and she sent letters of thanks to Kim Carnes, Jackie DeShannon, and Donna Wise. And said, um, thank you for making me relevant again. My grandson now looks up to me. And Aww, I just thought that's that awesome. so sweet. <laughs> I was like, aw. Yeah, right. Um, that's so, fantastic. Right? I thought that was just the sweetest thing. So, um, the lyrics are all about a girl who's going to lure you in with physical beauty. And then use you, abuse you, and most likely discard you. Right? Right. Would you... So, it's really interesting. The song references Betty Davis, very obviously, but then there's some other old-school Hollywood actresses that get mentioned in this song. And what I find really fascinating is um, this: all these classic Hollywood actresses, in particular actresses, really had it bad. What happened to them in Hollywood? The Hollywood system, the machine, took them, used them, abuse them 
And then as soon as they got too old or out of fashion, discarded them. Mm. By the very thing that made them famous. Right. And ultimately, I find this song so relatable. Because while it can um, go towards a person, I think that it can also apply to a career, a community, um, a family members, whatever it is. We've all been in the situation where we feel like we're being used, abused, and then just cast out when we're done, when we've served our usefulness. And it looked so beautiful at the start. And in the end, we're like, man, this was, it looked so good, but it ended up being so bad. And Oh, um, wow. And you so know, that's, the, the lyrics really hit me deep that way. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even kind of put that into the context of, you know, this is more than a person so much as it is a, an experience. Yes, it, it does specify, you know, she, she's got Betty Davis eyes, but that could relate to, like you're, like you said, like a, a community, a career, a relationship, these types of things. It's so much more than just a person. So I, I like that. I, I did not even kind of put that two and two together, so to speak. So I, yeah, I like that. You know, I think. As just some final thoughts uh, on this track, you know, I personally kind of don't really see how this track was as popular as it was. I think the lyrics are a lot deeper than, you know, first take for sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually going to bump up my score a little bit uh, here in just a moment, but because of your explanation. But I felt like although the lyrics are great, the song itself, the music, is boring. And it's a vocalist that I just can't enjoy. Although the lyrics paint this fantastic image, I, I just can't enjoy it so much. Because we've talked about this many, many times. It's not just the music or just the lyrics that makes a song perfect, good, or even redeemable. In this realm, I would say that the original version of the track, released in 74, 1974, was so much better, but maybe that's because that's more up my alley of the the uh, upbeat, big band style uh, of that original track. So my uh, scoring here is going to go, uh, for music, I have to give it a half a point. You know, that half point is all about for the draw me in part of this. I was drawn in for the beginning, but I really didn't care to stay. Uh, lyrics, I'm going to bump it up to a 2.5 because, you know, I thought the lyrics paint a great picture. But hearing your explanation and kind of picking a part of these lyrics has made me have a deeper appreciation for them. So 2.5. And overall... I'd say this is just going to stick at a one primarily because although this can absolutely apply to today, I can't ever really imagine hearing a track or hearing this track on the radio. And it's just not quite what I want to listen to. It's not quite hitting my modern ears the way I think it should. So that's going to put my total at four out of nine.
Okay. Um, I So I am a lyric guy. I think lyrics can make or break a song for me a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than like... I can have crummy music, and if the lyrics are really engaging, I'll be fall for them wholeheartedly. Mm. With that said, um, I give the lyrics a 2.5. I just... Um, I feel like I don't know if it was intentional or not, but all the references to Hollywood actresses and knowing a lot of that history, I feel like makes the song very deep and meaningful. And then, you know, like you said, you can appreciate it on a surface level of, hey, I just got out of a really crummy relationship and this is how I feel about that person. Right? Yeah. Um, music, I give it two. I I don't know. Um, something about my new wave alternative rock loving self just fell for those um fell for that synthesizer mm. fell for that baseline you know i have a soft spot for bass oh yeah um so it's just the music did it for me now i will say i didn't give the music higher because i have trouble remembering it i used to consider that a bad thing if i couldn't remember the music however with mm. that said um i have found that song as i feel interested like i remember something but i don't remember what it was i remembered then that means it's interesting and i can go back and listen to it there's tons of artists i've kind of experienced that way where they're not they the i didn't start remembering stuff until the fourth or fifth listen yeah okay that's fair um overall i give this a two i think this song actually stands very strong like i could totally see um I could see a modern indie rock band covering this song and, you know, rather they choose to do it really faithfully or change it up some, mm. um, I could see them doing this pretty well. Okay. That's a fair point. So, overall, I give it a 6.5 out of nine. All right. All right. Well, so a little bit, a little bit higher, higher marks. Um, you know, I, there, there could be maybe something. I, I feel like I've seen a couple uh, of, you know, references to saying this song has been covered more recently. Um, and maybe one day it will. You know, maybe that's something that we can uh, hopefully hear one day because clearly this song can be done well. Clearly this song can be done well, but in my view, just this particular version of the track wasn't really hitting the mark for me. Fair enough. Well, guys, that's been our review of this song. So thank you so much for listening to it. Um, We really enjoy hanging out. Absolutely. Uh, So, again, we were talking about Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes, released in 1981. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, my name is JP. And my name is Samuel. This has been a Brothers King Media production.